Hello, everyone. This is the Empty Arena Podcast. We're back. <laughs> From the dead. <laughs> and Chris is here, too. <laughs> On the eve of all hollows, we are here. This won't be released till Halloween. You mean tonight? Tonight! You mean tonight on All Hallows' Eve, a special spooky edition of the Empty Arena podcast, where we talk about Crown Jewel. Any, yeah, anything but Halloween, something that's going to be <laughs> awfully frightening tomorrow. This this ain't WCW Halloween Havoc. <laughs> Although that was my favorite uh, pay-per-view growing up. I loved Halloween Havoc. We should do a whole episode dedicated to Halloween Havoc. Yeah, defunct pay-per-views. We did that. That's in the archives. Yes. Yeah. That's in the uh, EAP archives. We can we can always reboot these episodes. Yeah, that's it. Why not? Hollywood reboots everything else. Everything, yeah, everything yeah. gets rebooted. Yeah. And... How many Spider-Mans are we on? Uh 900? Yeah. I think How many different nine. Fantastic 4s? Been a Fantastic 8. 3. 3. three. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be another one coming up soon. Yeah, it's probably going to be just as shitty as the last 3. Uh so, uh, today we're going to be talking about Crown Jewel, as well as some lovely, lovely Halloween-themed wrestling gimmicks. Some yes, the some... supernatural variety of gimmicks that have gone on throughout the years. And we'll do a little uh, a little deep dive into some of these feuds, but we, we do have to discuss Crown Jewel out of obligation due to our yes. contract hey, with WWE. Hey, where, where is that uh, taking place again? I don't I can't oh, remember. It's, uh, it's, it's in a country pronounced Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yes. No, no, it's actually Saudi Arabia. Oh, John is right. Yes, John, I, John I, I'm a, right. That's how it's pronounced. Um, well, speaking of, of, of Crown Royal, Crown Jewel, whatever it's called. Royal RC, Crown. RC Cola. Excellent bread on Staten Island. Royal <laughs> Crown. Um, let's, let, let's Family go. Jewels. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go Gene through Simmons. the card. Because it actually seems like a pretty decent, le- le- bearing all, yeah, you know. There, uh, there, are, there, are, there are in total nine matches. Uh, one pre-show match. And the first ever women's match. I know. Yes, I, that, that's I was big surprised news. to hear that. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, and, was that, and they announced it late, too. Yeah. That was announced today. I, that's Lacey Evans against Natalia. Yeah. It's, I it's, wonder if they're going to have to wear like yes. full body suits. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. They're basically going to yeah. be dressed like astronauts. Yeah, pretty much. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I I guess it's a step in the right direction. I mean, it's always we're not huge fans. I mean, I am not a huge fan of them participating in in uh, Crown. Jewel, but it's still a wrestling event we should touch on. Yeah. My views do not reflect those of the empty arena. <laughs> <laughs> those are our legal teams. Uh, so uh, let's dive right into this. Uh, first major match is going to be Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Since the last time we spoke about this, uh, they they reshuffled a couple of the, uh, a couple of the team uh, members uh, due to, I believe, scheduling conflicts or just because they don't want to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Well, I know since I think since we last spoke, we did one of those things like in TV shows where like they jump ahead five years, like between the seasons. So since <laughs> I think since we last spoke, there was that that uh, lackluster draft where Raw had some, Raw had, took some guys, <laughs> SmackDown took some guys and gals, and now we have uh, you know complete brand separation. And I think it was it was felt over this past week, especially with the team Hogan versus Team Flair, because all the teams are mixed. You have guys on Raw, guys on SmackDown, so they're really not sticking to this, uh, you know, separate brand thing that well. Although I do like the way Team Flair is shaping up, and this is uh, Team Flair has a very good we team. Have a good, yeah. You have, you have Orton, King Corbin, Lashley, Shinsuke. You and, got all uh, the heels and Andrew McIntyre. Yeah, Drew McIntyre, who is is probably going to be quite the force in this match. And I read today actually that it's not an elimination style match. It's it is that first. No. It's the first uh, pinfall or submission uh, will win this match. That's going to be a well. Something tells me that it's probably going to be 
I don't know, Roman Reigns pinning like Shinsuke or something. It's going to be one guy, you know, yeah. Team Hogan's going to win. I don't know. Who do we have on Team Hogan? Well, we have Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Ali, and Shorty G, formerly known as Chad Gable. Yeah, this happened too, everyone. Yeah. Chad Gable became Shorty G. A a thing. So became a thing. So you all thought Chad Gable's gimmick was already terrible? Well, think again. WWE says, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) Let me make this worse. Yeah. And, and, and what's up with Rusev lately? Like he he looks kind of like a yeah. like a 1920 strongman. We like yeah. like a Bolsh- that, I'm gonna that, say Bolshevik strongman. That that whole this whole this whole Rusev Lashley thing. We could have a podcast dedicated to this, like a straight yeah. podcast, like an hour long weekly show dedicated to this storyline. Because it, because it's so weird. And after Monday Night Raw, where Lana ran off all the places that. Rusev likes to have sex. I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> like I didn't see it, but places. I mean, like places in. She's like, like, like Rusev likes it in the butt. He likes it in the back of the car. And Rusev just like standing there, like he's like smiling half the time. He's like, uh huh, yes, I like that. Like, what do you expect? After this, I go home to bend you over and do it. And then you have Lashley coming out. Uh, and so I, awkward. The memes man. that have been coming out of the Lana Lashley thing have been incredible. And they also did a King's Court divorce court. Ugh. Oh, yeah, that was another bizarre and, and it, segment. It, it ended raw. It yeah, closed that was their show. The most ridiculous thing. Well, hi, because because Raw has, Raw and SmackDown have nothing else better to do. Basically, so the, the, the storylines are going nowhere, and it, it it it's sad the way this. They're spending all this money on going to Fox and and you know changing up their their looks and what's the point? Yeah, of it, you know? it's just really really yeah. terrible writing and it's sad. It's been bad, but yeah, uh, every, everybody thought that they would have you know once Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. I know Eric Bischoff was relieved of his duties, but that this was the uh, the way to uh, rejuvenate the writing, and it just hasn't happened. Yeah, that's a good way to uh, say it. But even though Eric Bischoff's not there anymore, after no, I know Eric Bischoff is he was relieved of his duties, and now I think it's uh, Bruce Pritchard. Yes, this is Bruce Pritchard. Something to wrestle. Uh, so we have all right. So let's let's get back yeah, to the card. The arena podcast is now in no way related to something to wrestle <laughs> podcast with uh, Bruce Pritchard. So we got uh, Team Flair against Team Hogan. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think Team Hogan's going to take it. It's going to be a simple face wins. You know, Orton's been a dick lately. Uh, he's been wonderful, but he's been a dick. I think Team Flair's going to win. Oh, Chris, what do you uh, what do you think? I think that I I want to say that I hope that Team Flair wins because I think that the guys on uh, Team Flair could use that win. Yeah, more. I hear you. I hear that. I hear that. But but I do hope that Hogan and Flair get involved in some way. Well, I was they just will. reading something that Flair was recently cleared for physical activity. Good lord, please! So he doesn't that. break a hip. Yes. So I'm assuming he's. I'm assuming what's going to happen is either going to take a Superman punch, uh, or Orton's going to turn on the team and do it RK okay out of nowhere on Ric Flair. That would be wild. Yes. That would be great. I think yeah, Ric Flair would turn to dust. <laughs> All all that will be left would, would be his uh, hair piece. <laughs> and his, like, alligator shoes. <laughs> uh, okay, um, what's what's next up uh, on the card? Of- so we have uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, Cain Velasquez for oh. the WWE Championship. Oh, God, please. Yeah. This, uh, please make it stop. I want it to be over before it starts. So my is question is, I, I got to admit here, I have not watched wrestling in probably about two weeks. Why is Kim Velasquez here, and why is he getting his uh, a title shot? So, yeah, what's his finishing move? Can I, I ask know. that question? So uh, apparently, what, what does he do? Did did he eat Dominic? So <laughs> did he eat Dominic? It reminds me of he. He kind of looks like uh, from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey Battle Station. <laughs> if, you guys, <laughs> if you guys don't know what that is, look it up. Um, but apparently, <laughs> Kane Velasquez has wrestled. Um, I believe he's wrestled in Mexico. 
under like a gimmick like called El Toro, I believe. But I, what I don't understand. I'm sorry. Wasn't is, El Toro with a with a what do you call it? the the luchadors? No, who <laughs> El Torito. El Torito. El Torito. Okay, that's yeah, the right. little guy. Um, I just uh, I'm kind of confused. I don't know. It's just. Since SmackDown went, uh, you know, to Fox, obviously Kofi is no longer the champion, and he hasn't been fighting for the belt since. He hasn't been trying to. Yeah. So, I'm thinking that there is going to be some interference with uh, with Kofi. Um, I don't know if necessarily he will cost Lesnar the title, but something tells me that the match will end some type of weird. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a no contest or a disqual disqualification. Yeah. There's no way that there's a clean winner here, and there's no way that Lesnar's dropping the title at uh, but how is Saudi this Arabia at, at Family Jewels? Yeah. So, so we know that it's it's like all right. I think it's going to be Lesnar retaining, but do we know how long this match is going to be? How long do we foresee this match? I say five minutes at the absolute most. At the absolute <sighs> most. I I don't know. This is either going to be one of those matches where it is going to be two and a half minutes, or it's going to be. 25 minutes. Mm. No way. There's no way that Cain Velasquez can has that kind of endurance to be able to put on a wrestling match. Well, well don't forget. For don't forget Cain Velasquez was don't forget Cain Velasquez was also an MMA fighter. I'm, I, I so, hear that. But so I'm going to pull up Daniel I, right I, now. I don't like, know if I'm sure they both have be... the endurance to, to to last at least a half hour before somebody's nuts get cracked off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be able to have the stamina to work a wrestling match for that amount of time. Yeah, that's true. He's a grounder and pounder. I don't know if he has the technique hey, to, hey, make, hey, Chris, to make it Chris, move. Chris, to we, make R, we, we may be R-rated, but this is not X-rated. Grounder. Could say grounder and pounder. <laughs> grounder and pounder. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this ain't empty arena. Um, so, yeah, so so we think it's going to be a five-minute match where there's like a no DQ or... I think no DQ. Okay. Or uh, I, mean, uh, I, I think yeah. a, a, a DQ, but it's going to be a DQ finish. All right, so should we just go to the other uh, the other specialty match? Yeah. on this card, uh, Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury. It's basically the same thing. It's yeah, it's the same match, the same, same exact match, same yeah. thing. Except uh, the the only difference is that they're they're both seven hundred feet tall, and uh, there's no championship involved. Hmm. Seven seven hundred feet tall might be a little bit uh, exaggerated, but. I you know again in in our in one of our uh, posts on Instagram we just uh, I I quoted Black Panther by saying I don't care about the I just I just don't care about this match yeah yep. I don't know I don't what care it care about this feud it's it's just an opportunity for Strowman to look look weak if he uh, if he loses to Tyson Fury because if Tyson Fury is a, a face and he's a guest of the you know of the WWE they're not going to uh, let him job out to Braun Strowman. It's it's definitely like an ESPN Sports Center grab. Banana, banana. Um, I don't. I know. I wish I could speak more to uh, to Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is his name. Yes. Right, Tyson. I was I was literally he, gonna say he's Terry a snappy Cruz. dresser. I'll give him that. It's I like his, his suits. And his sock game is strong. His suits uh, are fire, as the kids say. <laughs> Those crazy kids. <clears throat> Um, so do we see, is it a boxing match or is it going to be a no, wrestling match? It's, it's a wrestling a, match. A wrestling match. Yeah. It is uh, titled as a singles match. Hmm. Uh, well, something tells me that Tyson Fury will win clean. I, 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 I think otherwise, I think Strowman's going to win. Hmm. Chris, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Why would you bring him on if he's just going to get jobbed out? He's got a. He's got to at least have a strong showing. Whether or not there's a clean finish, we don't know. Um, I would I would hope that there's not a clean finish because if you have Braun Strowman lose clean, it just makes him look like a bag of asses. Chris, don't say that too loud because you will get those hands. I'd like him to come find me. Come find me, Braun. I know he's a fan of the show. Chris, you, you remind me of Colin Jost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be the Andre Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> oh, Chris. Oh, oh! You summoned the monster. That's outside of Chris's door. Chris, get over here! <laughs> I'm gonna beat You're you gonna with these hands. Yeah. 
All right, what's our next matchup? Our next match is uh, Cesaro versus Mansoor. And Mansoor is not Jungle Boy's relative or uh, or a type of dinosaur. It's actually the first Saudi Arabian wrestler. Uh, he was in Crown Jewel last year in the Battle Royal, I think it was. I think he won the Battle Royal. Yes. Um, I think it was at World Cup or something or the greatest World Cup battle. Uh, Royal or something or the crown. He the, was in the, the last the, crown. Oh, jewel, it was the biggest cereal bowl. That's that's what it was. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, fighting Cesaro. I think this sounds to me like they just want to show. You know, they just want to have a showing for a Saudi Arabian yeah. wrestler. I think he's going over. Um, I think Cesaro is like a great person to work with if you are new. He's just he's very uh, by the book, basic. Right. He's great at what he does. He can make you know he can put over a mop. <laughs> he could put over a, a radiator cover. No, he he can't put over a mop. That's uh, uh, uh Perry Saturn that does That's that. Perry Saturn's yeah. job, yes. <laughs> so yeah, Cesaro Mansoor. Uh, I think I think this one belongs to Mansoor. Yeah, yeah, I see Mansoor winning. Pretty open and yeah. shut. I think so. All right, let's 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 move on. So we're ready. I'm gonna do the uh, the uh, the, the, the REM uh, match. It's New Day Viking Raiders. Otis Tucker. Okay, I'm not going to go okay. through the list. It's like it's a thousand tag team. Yeah, it's a turmoil. nine team tag team turmoil match for the WWE World Cup. And there's nine teams in this. Yes, New nine Day, teams. Viking Raiders, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, uh, Kurt Hawkins and Ryder versus the Revival, o- the OC California, yeah. um, Ziggler and Rude, and the B Team. Go go go! God, half of those teams I couldn't care less about. So, I'm gonna say. It's going to be the new day. Again? To determine the greatest tag team of all time, it's going to be the new day. 100% Kofi needs this. It's going to be such a weird... It's a tag team turmoil means everybody... Uh, they're not fighting at once. They just keep fighting each other until somebody wins, right? Yeah. I don't think it's a... It's not like a... Oh, God, a gauntlet match. It's like two it's teams like an start, elimination style. One gets eliminated, another comes in, another gets eliminated. But that would I, that would I would suck. That would suck to be the first team out there. Yeah, only downhill. Yeah, I hope it's the new day. That'd be sick. I think it's gonna be the new day. I think uh, who, if Viking Raiders are feuding with anybody right now, it, you know them being the champions and you know and and uh, you know when the champions are involved. In, in matches like this, it really does, you know, kind of ruins the, the, the point of the title, kind of like deflates the impact of the title. I don't like, I don't love these types of matches, but again, this is just more of like, I think, a showing for, you know, Crown Jewel. Look at how many guys you can put in the ring. I, I don't think any of the one of those guys are going to win. I think the, uh, the probable tag team that's going to win is this. If 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 Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows came out to that, I would freak out. All right, so so John thinks the OC. Chris, who do you think? The OC. <laughs> I have to pull. That I want to say I want to say heavy machinery. Ooh. Okay. Heavy machinery. I love heavy machinery. I do too. I, I think they're such a good act. I love Otis. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> He's yeah. Did you see him make a uh, high protein pancake? It was disgusting. Pancake that it was just that was awful. Wait, wait, that was that was. I thought that was Danny doing that. Yeah, Danny. Yeah, Danny took a tip Put out a of protein powder. Uh, okay, what's what's no, the... another match? Is the uh, Seth Rollins versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt for the Falls Count Anywhere for the WWE Universal Title? Ooh. Dear God, Ooh. that better be a clean yeah. freaking finish. Now, my question is, it's a Falls Count Anywhere match. It, the, the, the arena, the, the stadium that they're in holds 90,000 or 100,000 people. Where in the blue hell are they going to go? Oh, my God, he's on the ramp. And he's back in the ring. <laughs> oh, my God. He's outside of the ring. Oh, he's That's in just the a regular row. match. No, don't touch anybody. <laughs> you know, I, I think this is just an opportunity to get uh, Rollins away with the title. Like, I think it's going to be a hardcore match similar to last time. It's going to you know, falls will count anywhere. 
you know, guys, just outside of Crown Jewel with with the Fiend, you know, him going to SmackDown, I think, just kind of ruined his character. Him getting isolated to a show, I think, ruined his his uh, his mystique. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, because I, I don't even watch Raw all that much because I know he's not going to show up. See, that's that that's the that's the issue. Like, I I watch Raw more than I've been watching SmackDown. I mean, I end up watching both, but I feel Raw is priority for me. And then I watch Raw and I hate it. I'm like, I want to watch SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Then I yep. watch SmackDown. It's Friday night. Yep. I'm like, well, I have a thousand things to do. So why am I, you know, it's just, it's tough. And I think yep. giving, you know, and especially Bray's this, we can, it's actually a wonderful segue into our, you know, into our later topic. Um, so I won't, I won't touch on this now, but I will touch on it later. You, you'll know. Um, Please touch on it. T- just touch on touch it a little bit it. just to see how it feels. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I think Rollins is going to win because it's uh, you know the the odds are in his favor. God, it, it better be a, a cooler finish or a more plausible finish than the last time because yeah. Bray doesn't have many more like fuck ups left <laughs> with his character. Yeah. No, it it yeah. I don't think he's winning the universal belts because it. First off, SmackDown has a champion, so I would they even consider, you know, the Fiend getting it. Unless Fiend yeah, wins that's SmackDown. true too. I don't know, this has House Show written all over it. Yeah, but I I don't see Bray Wyatt winning the title just yet. No, I I don't think he will. Yeah. Um. So I think I think we're all in agreement. Uh, Seth Rollins is the going to be the winner. Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, so uh, another match is the AJ Styles versus whoever wins the Battle Royal winner. So the Battle Royal is happening in the pre-show? Yes. Uh, okay. and, and it's, it's 20 a 20 man. Yes. 20 man. All right, what, what are some of the top five? What do we got? I can read all 20. You could read all 20. All right, read all 20. Sunil Singh, Mojo Rawley, Eric Rowan, R-Truth, Sin Cara, the Brian Kendrick. Titus O'Neil, Tony Nese, Akira Tozawa, Shelton Benjamin, Apollo Cruz, Buddy Murphy, Andrade, Drake Maverick, Eric Young, Luke Harper, Cedric the Entertainer. I'm sorry, Cedric Alexander, Heath Slater, Humberto Carrillo versus No Way, Jose, No Way, Jose. Get him out of here. Yes, Way, Jose. So, um, so I'm gonna say it's gonna be AJ versus. I don't know. That's a tough crowd. A lot of heels in that yeah. in that in that battle royal, and a lot of like a lot of guys. As, that... as much as I want to say Sunil Singh, uh, I feel like Cedric Alexander is going to be it's in the, there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's for yeah. the U.S. title though. So I, I, I do think maybe Cedric or possibly uh, Shelton Benjamin, maybe. So this is a battle royal. Yes. It's a battle royal, but you got to think if it's for the if it's for the well, I guess anyone could really fight for it. Um, or even Mojo, maybe. You know, something tells me it's going to be uh, um, Umberto uh, Carrillo. Umberto Carrillo, because he was in a small feud with AJ this past week, and I think it only makes sense. And they're both on Raw. Uh, be a good exposure for that guy. I think it's going to be him. I think it's going to be Umberto. Okay. I don't think he'll win the U.S. title, though. I think AJ will still retain. Yeah, I think AJ is going to still retain. But I feel like there needs to be some sort of like a splash or like a curveball in there. I feel like this is the title to do it with if you're going to have a title change hands. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I listen. I like it. Like like Andrew said, this has house show written all over it, and you know, dollars to donuts is probably going to be super predictable and. A whole lot of nonsense if Raw and SmackDown have been the barometer for, you know, their writing lately. Mm, Krispy Kreme. Oh, donuts. That's a terrible Homer <laughs> Simpson impression. Um, and the final match. The final match. Natty versus Lacey Evans. Oh, easy. Natty. <laughs> Face takes it. Yeah, send the kids home happy. 
Yeah. Yes, that's what you do in Saudi Arabia with a women's match. You send everyone home happy. Anyway, let's go on to another topic. So, supernatural gimmicks of WWE. Or WCW, doesn't matter. We don't discriminate. First person we have to talk about is Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend. He's most recent, as well as the most... Probably the most relevant. Yeah, relevant. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, now, w- would you call his, his other persona, Bray Wyatt, would you consider him to be supernatural as well? You know, I'm I'm gonna or call, deranged. I'm gonna call this that. I think his, I think Bray has always been, uh, I think he's always been supernatural to an extent, but obviously in his most recent form, he is like a literal monster. But, I mean, alluding yeah, to what he's I was, definitely more scary now. Yeah, and that mask is no joke. I think the mask is incredible. Mm-hmm. How does he breathe in it? But that's, you know, that's the thing. One of, uh, I think one of our, one of our good friends of the podcast, I, I, I forgot who it was exactly, but he, his question was how the hell does he breathe in a, in a mask like that? Um, which is probably why his matches have been pretty short. But like I was saying before, you know, he, since he's been moved to the, you know, moved to SmackDown, it's like he's isolated to a show. Like, you're a monster. Are you going to listen to some corporate shill tell you, like, where you have to work? No. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're gonna pop up wherever the hell you want because you're a monster. Okay, but yeah. What I would like to see, though, is I would like to see Bray as a person, like a, a, a human being, like, interacting with other wrestlers and people, like, not knowing how to act around him because he can change into the fiend if he wants to. Yeah, that would be cool. Because we haven't seen him. We haven't seen just regular old Bray Wyatt other than on the fun, you know, the Playtime Funhouse or whatever it is. Firefly Funhouse. Firefly Funhouse. Get it right to pay the price, Chris. (laughs) But he's going to be on Ms. TV this coming Friday. He will be on Get out of here, Bray. As Bray Wyatt, yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow. That should be interesting. So something tells me he's not winning that U.S. uh, Universal title and he's going to feud with The Miz who will... Uh, die <laughs> put him over yeah <laughs> yeah you think so this yeah. John looks like he has something to say no I was gonna say uh, are we moving on to the next person or well I was gonna say like I just think this you know the benefits of this character I think he can you know uh, this because this, this is the one current character we have that is supernatural so we don't we'll know where he goes but um it's uh, it's it's kind of tough to say at this point. I just feel like I feel like WWE will drop the ball eventually with him. Um, it happened at Hell in a Cell where you know they shined red light on a red uh, on a red cell on two wrestlers that were far away. Uh, it just wasn't good, and it's a just a poor showing for Bray Wyatt. Very poor showing. Poor showing. But let's let's after all that build. What a waste. Let's uh, let's talk about some other uh, other other gimmicks. How about Boogeyman? Boogeyman, Boogeyman I'm not so familiar with. He was in what was he late nineties, early nineties, early two thousands. I think he was like mid two thousands, mid mid to late two thousands. But he wasn't like a full timer, was he? He was so gimmicky. Like yeah. he had some fun. He, he was supernaturally gimmicky, almost as gimmicky as Papa Shango. Yes, he was like the new age Papa Shango. Right. He would come out to the ring. He would eat worms. He would pour the worms. Right. He would be gross, but he would do mouth. like mostly backstage stuff, right? Not necessarily. I, I mean, I, I do remember in the the SmackDown games, he came out, and it, it was funny when you changed up the wrestlers to come out as different as different wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. If you put like the Big Show, he did like the the jerky movements with the clock and the. Yeah, and the, the the giant staff. Well, he never it was had. Funny. He he kind of he was co- almost like a like a uh, like a childish version of the fiend. Like he would come out randomly. He would have feuds, but he would never wrestle like full time. Like he would he would never be on like SmackDown wrestling in like a a, a singles match. Like he would always be involved in like a storyline or a feud. But I think 
I don't know if he ever won a title, but I know he feuded with Booker T and JBL. All on SmackDown. Nothing really on Raw, I don't believe. But he was uh, he was an, another good gimmick. Um, I, I enjoyed... I, I don't remember... You know, he was... Never made too much of an impact. He was like the like the mid card version of like uh, Bray Wyatt, or uh, you know, for that time. And that time was also like dominated by like a ton of good wrestling. So it was he was kind of he definitely yeah, he stood was out. lost in the shuffle. You had a lot of a lot of stars in that uh, in in, yeah. the, in the fold there. Okay, so boy, I think uh, I, th- I think another supernatural ish gimmick. Kane, oh, don't my mess God, with that must my be boy. Kane. Ah, Kane is my favorite. He got me into wrestling. He came from yes. Hellfire and Brimstone. First appearance was uh, the first 1998, I believe it was. It was uh, I believe it was 97. It was a yeah. Bad Blood pay-per-view. Yep. Bad Blood 97. Uh, in, in your house, Bad Blood. And that's when he uh, showed up with uh, Paul Bearer. Mm-hmm. As and he ripped the door of the Hell in a Cell off and tombstoned uh, Undertaker. the Undertaker. And that was again. It was a match the Undertaker was having against Shawn Michaels. You know, it's it's funny. Like Shawn Michaels, Kane, Undertaker have such like a long history together. Yeah, but it's you know even when Kane was still, you know he was he was first that dark character, um, but he was proof that you know that gimmick can only go so far until it beget you know until it becomes like well all right this guy's a wrestler competing on television like he needs to do something else <laughs> undertaker oh my oh goodness are, are we foreshadowing our number 1 on the list <laughs> are we go- are we doing it countdown uh, or are we just uh, uh, doing it countdown so yeah. I said, the undertaker well, should be the last person we talk about well i mean with with kane too like he you know he became uh became like a, a tag team champion. Brothers of, it brothers, was, brothers of Destruction. I, I think keep... he was a wonderful example of how you can, you know, retain a supernatural gimmick while evolving into an actual wrestler. Yeah, no, I agree with that. He's he's had to reinvent himself and multiple he... times. Mask, no mask, demon cane, corporate cane. And I think every time he's been in those positions, he's excelled. Yeah, um, even even as corporate Kane, like he yeah he was a stooge, but he he still uh, was was a serviceable worker at all times. He was uh, you know front and center. They needed someone in a storyline, you know, uh, corporate you know authority figure with some muscle, uh, and he did the job. Um. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I guess I, I have a, I have a bias because I absolutely, I, I love Kane. He's one of my favorites. Um, but now he is. Why, the don't, mayor, you, why don't you marry him? He is the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. He, I can't he, he because can't. he's he, the mayor of Knoxville, no, Tennessee. No, you can't because you already married Hulk Hogan and moved to Minnesota. Don't forget. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm calling in from Minnesota, guys. Minnesota. Uh, but, but Kane, another, another classic. There's, there is someone I do want to touch on. Who uh, who's actually one of the worst, one of the worst supernatural gimmicks? I don't know if you remember him, Chris. I feel like Nick would remember, but he is no, he is no God. He is not with us tonight. Uh, and John, I don't know if you know this guy. Uh, th- this guy, his name was Mordecai. I I, I do know I of Mordecai. Him. Yeah, Mordecai. Yeah. Unfortunately, I cannot find Mordecai's theme song. So <laughs> was he was he the guy that had the the messed up teeth? He, uh, he, I remember him having like pure white hair. Yes. And he had like a white jumpsuit. Yep. Oh man, I got to look him up now. He was so short lived. I don't know if he had much of a few. I think he had one feud with Undertaker and it was just, it it was just at some like random pay-per-view and it was the, 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 the gimmick was dead after he wrestled Taker and he just wasn't very good. Yep, I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, I remember him. Proof. Oh, God. Yeah, it was on SmackDown. It looked like Ra's al Ghul from like the animated Batman yeah. series. Yeah. Ra's al Ghul? Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, this was just another a terrible, terrible example of like 
trying to replicate the Undertaker's success. It was just some guy like it looked like like white Undertaker cosplay. <laughs> it was a horrible, horrible gimmick. There's really not much to talk about with him because he wasn't on SmackDown for very long. Now, what about gets honorable mention? What about this man who is actually a honorable mention as well? Viscera. Oh, Viscera. Viscera? Well, he was part of the, the Ministry of Darkness. Yes. Yeah. So by, I would assume by extension, we could say that he is a, a supernatural character. He did. He just like uh, drew those those ancient symbols on his chest and just called it a day. Right. Yeah. Well, you had, you know, <laughs> well, he was originally King Mabel, then became Viscera. Um, but he also aligned himself with the Acolytes, all within, you know, the Ministry of Darkness. Uh, but with the Ministry of Darkness, I mean, that... Oh, shoot. Another foreshadow. This is my favorite theme song. I love the this theme song. This was my favorite Undertaker gimmick. I don't know about this you was, guys. This was from, if I remember correctly, WWF Volume 3. Uh, I'm going to have to say Challenge. I think it's 4. Ooh. I think it's 4, John. Screw you guys. Well, wait. I think we need to talk about a few more members of the Ministry of Darkness because you had Viscera. This was a big. This was Midian. a big. Uh, yeah, this was a big thing back in uh, the late '90s. And you had the Acolytes, Gangrel, and the Brood, right there in the well, Ministry. Yeah, I. I think we need to touch on. Yeah, that that, that should be a whole on uh, on the Brood for uh, for a minute. So I know we just went to Viscera to the Brood, but the Brood. I mean. They were vampires. They came in as vampires, and each of them. Oh, I love this! This is one of my favorite. This is my favorite like uh, workout songs. Oh, that'd be (laughs) that'd be weird. Um, Yeah, they came in together. It was Edge, Christian, and Gangrel. Gangrel's not really doing much these days, but Edge and Christian both had really long, you know, careers and hair, successful, you know, hair (laughs) careers and everything. Um, You know, notice like. The you know the the connection between Edge and Kane and you know the acolytes is that eventually these guys were supernatural and then they became you know these uh, you know they evolved into normal gimmicks, but it was the hook. This was like you know these supernatural characters had like that hook in them um, to make fans want to like, kind of like learn more. Yeah, their entrance was literally fire. Yeah, I think I think out of all the entrances and blood, that, out of all like the these gimmicky Halloweeny scary entrances, I think they had the best one. Oh, I agree. Oh, absolutely. But besides the Undertaker, obviously, can the Undertaker's entrances are awesome. Yeah, no, those those can't be duplicated. Yeah. But the Brood was uh, that was something must have been expensive. For all the fire <laughs> and the gas. Yeah, yeah the gas. That no, the trap door having to build the trap door into the Titantron. And, but it was cool to watch. You had, you had the bloodbath. You know, the lights would go out, and then the person would wake up in just blood. That was so cool. Um, and you know, Christian had his debut. He won. I think he won the Intercontinental Championship on his debut, and then like shortly after, he was. Uh, what was that, the European title? European or IC? One yeah, of those one of the two. two. One of those mid card championships. But then shortly thereafter, he joined up with, uh, you know, Edge and Gangrel. And we all saw how that turned out. Gangrel ain't doing too much these days. Nope. And Edge and Christian. He's on the independent circuit, I think. I feel like I saw him in a video facing, you know, or sparring with Orange Cassidy. I keep talking about Orange Cassidy. I'm obsessed with him. But I believe uh, that Gangrel was on the independent circle circuit working with him. Interesting. Gangrel? Actually, yeah. fun fact, Christian won the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. I was wrong. We were all wrong. In his debut match against Taka Michinoku at, the, at Judgment Day in your house on October 18th of 1998. Which he lost the title to Gilberg one month later. Damn you, Gilberg. Damn you. <laughs> all right. So we have the Brood under our belt. Viscera, Acolytes, Kane, Mordecai. Fiend, Wyatt. Can we mention Sting? Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Yeah, not every uh, supernatural gimmick has to be about blood and demons. He, yeah. I mean, he came out right around the time, I mean, and, and we, everybody knows the story, in 96 when Hogan turns, Sting, uh, instead of the blonde flat top, he began to uh, look like uh, the Crow version of Sting. Yeah. Uh, and The Crow actually came out in theaters right around that time. So it was, you know, heavy mainstream uh, Fun fact, Sting, Sting did not die on the set of The Crow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Wait, hang on. This is his most recent theme song? How about a throwback? Wow. This is his old, yeah. Yeah, it's the old Crow theme. Well, Sting, yeah. So Sting was, uh, he completely changed his character and he was, he didn't feud for an entire year, right? Wasn't he just slowly? Yeah, slowly introduced into the rafters. They introduced the freaking, the crow, uh, the bird that was like on his arm. He would come down from the rafters. He would mess with the NWO. And um, I don't know, he was like the anti-hero of WCW at that time. Up until they completely botched the, you know, it should have been the match of the century, Sting against Hogan at Starcade 97, but I digest. See, I was never into WCW when I was younger, so I didn't really appreciate the Sting-Hogan angle. Yeah, there was such a build. I mean, if Nick was here, and, and Nick, good luck studying, but... Uh, he would tell he would be able to tell you that the build for that year. I mean, everybody was talking about Hogan Sting, Hogan Sting, um, and it just was a botch. By I don't know if it was creative or if just Hogan couldn't pull it off anymore. I, I don't know, uh, but it was it was definitely a botched opportunity. That should have that match should have been way better than it actually was. Can, can I throw one in there as an honorable mention? Absolutely. Sure. How about? Isaac Yankum DDS, even though it's not even though it's not supernatural or anything, it was just crazy. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy guy with a drill. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a legitimate Halloween costume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, really, technically, aren't all wrestling gimmicks Halloween costumes? All wrestling, if you really think about it, Halloween costumes. And and here's the gimmick though. Here's that that flaw in the gimmick. His teeth were gnarly. Yep, and they still are. <laughs> And they still are probably. <laughs> um, or the Shockmaster. So, should we talk about our most beloved supernatural character, the king of all supernatural characters? And who might that be? Well, <laughs> you probably know him better as. You'll know him better as. The American Badass. <laughs> Mark Calloway. He, uh, no, we are referring, of course, to The Undertaker, who, hands down, is the best supernatural character ever created in WWE. Way back from his his debut at Survivor Series 91 as the mystery uh, partner on the Million Dollar Man's team. Um, the amazing streak at WrestleMania, all of the gimmick matches he's introduced, the Buried Alive match, the casket match, uh, the Inferno match, you know, um, Hell in a Cell. So his, what would, what would you say is his definitive match? Would, would, are we all in agreement that it's the casket match? I mean, that has yeah. to be. Oh, absolutely. Is the casket yeah. match. Buried Alive matches. Yeah, um, Buried Alive and yeah. the casket match. I mean, he is, uh, you know, he changed as, you know, as like the the decades rolled on, you know, it, it, which is wild to think about. And it's a, it's a little upsetting now that he's still kind of carrying on the gimmick. Uh, it just doesn't look right anymore. No, because he's old as shit. I think, you know, his I think his last great uh, appearance at WrestleMania was him against CM Punk. Uh, at WrestleMania. At 29? At 29, yes. We saw that. That was the last official win of the streak. Yeah. And then the following right. year, he lost it to Lesnar, which yep. he just looked, I mean, that that one, he looked truly like an old man. And it really, I think, broke all of our hearts to see him 
have to you know sit you know to watch that and then to see him build. <laughs> music you're, is so loud I can't focus. You're calling me old man. Um, that's an awful impersonation. No, I think you know he <laughs> is. Uh, he's still. I mean, he was up until that point. I think he was as intimidating as ever, you know, and uh, unfortunately after that, he uh, kind of lost his mystique after losing so many times and then after coming back so many times with, like, heavy eyeliner and it was literally what yep. we... It's, it was what we didn't want to see anymore. Yeah. You know? the, the definite just for men that he just put on. It looks so natural, no one can tell with yeah. just for men gel. Just, just for <laughs> Undertaker gel. Um, <laughs> the Undertaker in a bottle. Uh, was his beard weird? <laughs> Rejected. <laughs> what was your favorite Undertaker match? All of them. Oh boy. Uh, I'll tell you what's something that that really sticks out for me. Um, it was a casket match against Yokozuna. I can't tell you what year it was. I think it was at the Royal Rumble. In like like ninety four, does that make sense? A casket uh, where match in ninety four. He was yeah. in the casket match with Yokozuna. It was outside interference, um, and just a bunch of people, including like Bad Bam Bigelow, uh, Jeff Jarrett, when he was first coming up, uh, stuffed the Undertaker into the giant oversized casket, and then they were rolling it back, and then the Undertaker's music started playing. And he appeared on top of the stage um, and, like, rose into the rafters. Okay. That, I, that, I swear to God that happened. I didn't dream it. <laughs> <laughs> anybody, anybody on our social media that could back me up, I would greatly appreciate that. <laughs> so everybody thinks I'm crazy now. Chris, you crazy. Um, my favorite was... This is a, a tough one for me, but I have to say Mankind, Taker, Hell in a Cell, King of the Ring. Ooh. Uh, that was it was it was, you know, famous. And speaking of another super, supernatural gimmick we didn't we didn't mention. I mean, Mankind yeah. had to have been a supernatural gimmick just because he was three people in one. Uh, so inherently he is supernatural. But this match I think was more, you know, it was it was definitely the fall of Mankind. That's, that's pretty cool to say. Oh God, you're playing the uh, mankind. You should game. trade. She should trademark me. Tra- trademark that. The fall of mankind. mankind. Oh Ooh. my God. Uh, but again, he was somebody. Wow, that, that's the original one. Yep. Yeah. So you're gonna go with the. Nope. I'm going old school. We'll see. This is it. Like this was a supernatural gimmick that eventually became a mainstream. You know, he became a mainstream character and tagged with the rock and rock and stock connection and also you know sparred with uh kane and undertaker but again this you know taker's match hell in a cell mankind was one of my favorites so john how about you i really i I don't think i have a favorite of the undertaker matches i i i I really love all of that i think anytime he's in the ring i get chills yeah, no, so do I. Anytime, anytime you have a gong, I get chills. Yeah, it's it's quite possibly it's the longest uh, entrance you could possibly have because yeah, he walks so goddamn slow. Yeah, but but, you but it's awesome. Always like, catch yeah. yourself yep. with your mouth wide open at some point. Yep, like, you have oh to bake God. in you have to bake in time to like you know to make sure that you see him. Yeah, and and it's like like comparing it to Randy Orton. Randy Orton just walks slow, and it's like, all right, get to the ring. Undertaker, you want him to stay out there and walk as slow as possible, take everything in, <laughs> the, the the fire, the, the the druids, everything. You just take it and soak it in, and think, wow, this guy is here for the, he's been here for forever, and, and yeah, it, it looks still around, it, 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 still around, and it looks it, it, it's fantastic every time you see his entrance. It's uh, this is a weird end to our episode. Shut up, mankind. <laughs> Okay. So that was, uh, you know, that was a good list. If there's anyone you think we missed, anyone you think that you know should be on, you know, on here, there's a ton of them that we didn't get a chance to talk about. But 
If we were to talk about every supernatural gimmick, we'd be here forever. Yep. Because they tried it million and, a million and one times. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you could be as good as Taker. Other times you could be... The Shockmaster. The Shockmaster. I was going to say... As Just under- don't trip over your own feet. I was going to say as underwhelming as uh, the demon Finn Balor, but that's neither here... Nor there. Nor wow. there. Oh, you know, we didn't even... it's on a- it's on NXT though. <laughs> you know, we didn't touch on Finn Balor, but who cares? <laughs> the fiend beat him so hard he beat him back to developmental. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the real loss. Yeah. Um yeah. But thank you all for listening to us another episode. Sorry we were we were gone. You know, John's laptop crapped out last yep. week and week before that i think we all came down with a cold or a flu or both or both so or vd or we took off some time but now we're back for you people and and you people and it's a it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing follow us on instagram facebook twitter email us at empty arena podcast at gmail.com follow us on instagram at empty arena podcast facebook like us Empty Arena Show. Did I get that right, John? Yes, you did. And then Twitter, Empty Arena Show. Yep. Wow. Look for Empty Arena. Look for wrestling. And you'll find us. And Look for us. Look for us. And on, that note, on that note, folks, have a happy Halloween. Yes, be safe out there. Good Don't night. Don't do anything stupid. Good night. Yeah. Sleep tight. <laughs> to my surprise, he did the monster man. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. He did the monster man. This has been an empty arena production, courtesy of Jam Studios. <laughs> <laughs>